so where do we want to go first um let's talk about um let's well let's do that last pronouns pronoun trouble pronoun trouble pennsylvania university tells students action could be taken if they use wrong pronouns what a wonderful world we live in a university in pennsylvania told students that action could be taken against them if they do not respect their classmates preferred pronouns point park university's office of equity and inclusion notified incoming students of its quote misgendering pronoun misuse and dead naming policy in an email first obtained by campus reform it stated that quote any individual who has been informed of another's another person's gender identity pronouns or chosen name is expected to respect that individual end quote it said quote action could be taken end quote if a complaint is filed regarding the policy quote while the university recognizes the aspect of intent versus impact we must recognize that regardless of the intent if an individual is impacted in a harmful way action could be taken if a complaint is filed the email states fox news reached out to ppu for clarification on how the school planned to enforce this policy but a spokesperson declined to comment wow i mean this this, this should be no surprise to anyone this should be no surprise to you this shouldn't be this isn't a surprise to me but here's where we are action could be taken against you well what does that mean well we don't know what that means could you be sued? Will you be expelled? Will you be suspended? Will you not be allowed to enroll next semester? Will you be kicked out of university? What what happens? All because you quote unquote misgendered someone. Yo, you you use the wrong pronouns. See, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I don't understand. If you are talking to a person, person A is talking to person B. They would not use each other's pronouns. They would be saying the name of person A and the name of person B if they're talking to each other. They would say the person's name or they would say you. That's what they would say. But this idea, well, well, well. Uh, it, uh, well, you, 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 you use someone, you use the wrong pronoun. You can't pick your pronouns. And let me, let me be, let me be very, very clear. You can pick your name. You can pick your name. And again, I've said this before in terms of Caitlyn Jenner. I have no problem calling Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is Caitlyn's name. You know, the left always talks about social construct. And stuff like that. A name is a social construct. Webster's defines a social construct as an idea that has been created and accepted by the people in a society. And here's what I'm saying. They say gender is a social construct. By this definition, no it isn't. Gender is not a social construct because gender wasn't created by us. Humans didn't create gender. God created gender. He created male and female. Now, for pretty much all of history until like, I don't know, like 2015, I guess. Or not, or no, 
probably probably like 2015-2016, yeah. It was understood and believed by all and accepted by all that there are two genders. I shouldn't say accepted by all, but accepted by the vast majority of people. And we understand this. And by the way, we see this in nature. Giraffes, lions, foxes, rhinos. Okay, we see this in nature. Oh, gender is a social contract. No, gender is something that happens in nature. We see it everywhere. Male and female. Egg and sperm. This is something that has been around for a very, very, very long time. But now Pennsylvania is saying, hey, well, well, hey, this, well, this person said that their pronouns were this and you called them this. You're in trouble. And we don't know what that trouble means. But this is where we are. This is, this is the place that we're at. And here's my question. What if someone is gender fluid? Where you just, you're one thing one second, then you're one thing another second, then you can just change from moment to moment, second to second, minute to minute. You could be in a conversation with someone who's gender fluid, and they've changed five or six times just in the time you said hello to them. It's, it's, it's completely and totally unacceptable how we have. And, and listen to this. While the university recognizes the aspect of intent versus impact, we must recognize that regardless of the intent, if an individual is impacted in a harmful way, action could be taken if a complaint is filed. This impedes on freedom of speech. Well, we recognize that there is, and, and by the way, people do understand that there is a difference between intent and impact. I, I say this all the time. I was talking to uh, my my manager today, my boss, and I was talking to her, and I said, offense is taken. It's not given. I can't make you offended. You can't make me offended. Being offended is on the individual who is offended. That's a personal choice. That's something that happens inward. I can't push a button to make a person offended. I can't push a button to prevent someone from being offended. If someone is offended, that's on them. Saying, well, 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 even if you meant well, if it hurts someone's feelings, you need to apologize. No. No. In this world, we've gotten so soft, we've created safe spaces. We have adults being told, well, here's a room where you can paint and you can play with little dogs. You know, Trump Trump is president right now, so it's really, really rough. So yeah, just come in here. If you need a break, just, you know, if, if, if life is just too much, come on in and paint like you did when you were in preschool. Not, put, not putting down painting, not, not to make fun of it, but I'm talking about how soft we've gotten as a society. Well, if you offend someone, you're in trouble. Again, I've asked this question multiple times on the show. How do you guarantee that you don't offend someone? 
How do you, how do you guarantee it? I, I, I want you to act next time. Next time someone on the left talks about, well, well, you, you, you know, you, 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 you offended that person. I want you to ask that person, how do you, how do you guarantee, how does a person guarantee that they don't offend someone? How does that happen? How does that work? They will not be able to answer because you can't control someone else's reaction. Just like if you ask someone out on a date, they can say yes, they can say no, they can say you, they can say hell yes, they can slap you in the face, they could shoot you, they could run away screaming their head off. You don't know what someone can do and you can't control what they do. But the main problem is that this impedes on First Amendment, on the First Amendment and freedom of speech. This is what that does. And see, here's, here's what they do to, 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 to curtail on your rights and to step on your toes. What they say is, well, well, we're doing it in the name of safety and public safety and we're making sure that everyone is okay and we don't want to hurt. We're doing it all, all in the name of emotion and making sure people feel good. So you can't just say what you want. It's completely and totally absurd. Completely and totally absurd. In order to think and in order to have conversation, you have to risk offending. That's, that's just what, that's what in communication. And even if you don't communicate, well, technically, I learned this in college, you're always communicating, whether you're sleeping or, or standing or eating, whatever. You're always communicating. But that's the truth. In terms of, in terms of, going out there and saying, "Oh well, you know, uh, uh, I, 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 you, you, you hurt my feelings." That's on you. That is completely and totally on you. You can't control my feelings. I can't control your feelings. In order to think and to converse, you have to risk offending. In any conversation, you're going to be talking to someone. They could be offended that you didn't say hi, that you didn't say hi the right way, that you hugged them the wrong way, that you didn't say hi immediately to them, or that you said hi a little too late for their liking. It's completely absurd. Well, the universe... The university recognizes the aspect of intent versus impact. We must recognize the re that regardless of the intent, if an individual is impacted in a harmful way, action could be taken if a complaint is filed. What if, so, what if, what if you don't know that you offended someone? Because I'm just saying, he, he, here's, here's where the line's, here's where the line, they, they're going to keep moving the line. Because the, the line could be, well, you know, if someone is offended, then they could just report you, and then you can get in trouble. And how would you know that you how, how would you know that you offended someone? In order to interact with the world, you have to risk offending. In order to meet a girl or meet a guy, you have to risk offending. You have to put yourself out there and say, "Gosh, he's really cute, or she's kind of fly. I would like to go over and make their acquaintance." 
You go over there and you talk to them and you might brush them the wrong way. You might say something that they don't like. You might look a way that they don't appreciate and that offends them. This is where we're going. It's very, very, it's a very slow progression, but we're just marching our way slowly. We're already over the cliff, by the way. We're just, you know, we're just, we're just getting to the ground faster. Very, very high cliff and we're just, we're just falling in a relative slow motion. But here's where we are. And this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing. We, 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 want, we want to make sure people aren't offended. Nope. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are we just going to keep reporting each other saying, oh, this person hurt my feelings? Because let, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. We will get, we will get to a point in that where it's going to be like, well, you offended someone, so, so you're in trouble. Oh, okay. So if I ask out a girl, and I ask her, hey, you know, would you like to go get lunch sometime? And she says no. Well, that hurts my feelings. So do I report her? Well, I mean, obviously I can because the rule is, well, if, if someone offends you, you should report them. That's not the rule here for Pennsylvania, but this is where we are going in society. If I'm telling you, it's going to come a time. You heard from me first. If you are offended by a person, you can report them. To who? Well, we don't know. Could it be to the police, to the FBI, to the CIA? We don't know. And you might be saying, oh, Solo, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, and conservatives have been, every time conservatives have called something out and said, hey, this thing is kind of happening, it's always been called a slippery slope, and then it happens, and then you're just like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. You blow it off. I'm telling you, we're going to come to a point where it says, where there's going to be a rule. They say, if you offend a person, whether you know it or not, you can be reported and they, and you could, you could, some action could be taken against you. Whether that's a lawsuit, who knows? Whether that's jail time, who knows? But that's where we're going as, as a society. And I'm telling you, that's not going to be a fun place. We'll all be being punished. Or really not even that, it'll be it'll be those who think the correct way. Oh you oh you're a Republican? Oh that's offensive. Oh you you like the American flag? Well the American flag is offensive and it stands for evil for it stands for evil things. So uh you, you offended those people when you Yeah, you you know how you have your truck and uh you have your flag attached to the back? Yeah, that really that really bothered a lot of students. Um Take it down, and uh, you 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 will be uh, you will be punished appropriately. It's coming. It's coming. You heard it from me first. You heard it from me first. Mad Maxine Waters is back in the news. You know, old people. Let me say this: one reason that I like old people. Uh, Old people are just going to shoot straight with you because old people understand, they understand time a lot better than young people do. Old people are just going to tell, they're going to talk to you, they're going to tell you, they're going to be like, in their mind, they're like, look, I don't have a lot of time. I have a lot more behind me than I do ahead of me. 
you know, my back hurts, my head hurts, I'm a little bit forgetful, this hurts, my knee hurts, I gotta go to the bathroom, but I can't really go to the bathroom. They're just gonna be a lot more honest because they just don't care. But there are certain old people that really grind my gears, and Maxine Waters is one of them. I can't imagine being in an elevator with this woman for 10 seconds. I, I, I can't even imagine that. A woman who's just, who's filled with hatred and anger and animosity and vitriol. This, and this is why I call, well, someone, why'd you call her Mad Maxine? That's not very nice. I don't care. Listen, listen to this. She, this, this is what she said. Representative Maxine Waters, who's a Democrat from good old California, man, right here in my home state, claimed on Wednesday that U.S. Border Patrol agents who were defending the U.S. southern border from illegal aliens while on horseback were acting in a manner that was, quote, worse than slavery. Waters expressed no sympathy for the small town, for the small Texas town of Del Rio, which has been flooded with tens of thousands of illegal aliens. She said this. Instead, Waters portrayed migrants who illegally entered the United States as the victims of U.S. Border Patrol, who used the horses' reins to scare off the illegal aliens. She said this. She's just, just ignorant, just completely and totally ignorant. Here, here let me, and you say, well, Solomon, you're, you're taking it out of context. Here's what she said. I'm pissed. I'm unhappy. And I'm just unhappy with the cowboys who are running down Haitians and using their reins to whip them. I'm happy with the administration. We are following the Trump policy. He is the one that does not follow the Constitution. Again, still talking about Trump. He's not in office. Not, not in office, but this is, yet this is on him. And would not allow those seeking refuge to be able to petition to get into the country. What the hell are we doing here? What we witnessed takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in, listen to this. Listen to the sentence. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. Cowboys with their reins, again, whipping black people. Haitians into the water, where they are scrambling and falling down when all they're trying to do is escape from violence in their country. You know, sometimes when you meet crazy people, this is someone that you can't even talk with. How crazy, let me, let me just say this. How crazy do you have to be or how ignorant do you have to be to say, oh yeah, that, this is what we saw was worse than slavery, where people were actually treated as cattle. They were treated as animals. They were branded. They, they, they were, they were actually, let me, let me just be clear. I'm, I'm trying to keep my calm here. I spent 11 years in Norco. It's called Horsetown, USA. Look it up. Norco, California. Horsetown, USA. 
uh, a lot of the sidewalks are not sidewalks. It's dirt. It's sand. The uh, to you know how there's buttons to cross uh, the uh, to cross the street. Those are elevated for those who are on horseback. So they so the so the the riders can push the buttons. So the 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 buttons are elevated. Those are not whips that they're using. There's a there's a type of rain called split reins. Again, let me be clear. I haven't ridden a horse since uh this since I was on set at Norbit. Okay, I have no intention of ever riding a horse again. But being in Norco, there were times where I would ask, you know, people, you know, just things about horses. I'm like, you know, I I don't I really don't ride, you know. My, my paternal grandfather, he does. He knows a lot about horses. Um, and so I would sometimes ask questions about horses and, and sows and things like that because I was just really ignorant. And one time, it was probably probably a few years in, maybe four or five years in, and I saw a saddle and it had split reins. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting because I always thought, you know, the reins were connected. And so I I noticed that one day, and then we were shopping for my for my for my grandfather, and I went into a store with 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 my family, and um there was a cow there was a cowboy in there who had just hitched up his horse, and I saw the same kind of reins. I was like, oh wow, um and so he was uh he came in as we parked our car. He was coming in, and so. Uh, as we were going in, I said, uh, sir, excuse me. Um, I noticed that your reins aren't connected. I said, I said, I, I, I didn't know that that could exist. And he explained to me split reins, which is exactly what you see in these pictures. They're not whips. They're not chains. They are split reins. The way, what they use to steer the horse, folks. But this is what they do. They will blatantly lie to you. They have, they, they either willingly lie to you or they're just ignorant and they, and they say, you know what? It, well, that appears to be a whip. So I, I can't believe they're whipping, they're whip, they are, they're whipping black people at the border. I can't believe this. And then you have idiots like Maxine Waters who not only believe the lie and sell the lie, but they say that what they're seeing is worse than sla than slavery. Slavery. Maxine Waters is a black woman who's always talking about Black Lives Matter and and we're gonna protest and we're we're not gonna you know you know harass Trump people and if you see someone in that that administration in a restaurant or at a grocery store or at a gas station get in their face. Make them uncomfortable. This is this woman. This woman is crazy. I can't imagine being attracted to her for any reason. If I were a man. And yes, she's old. But even when she's younger. How much hate can you have inside of you? How stupid can you be? There's split reins. When you see people saying, oh my God, they're being whipped. They aren't being whipped. It, it just, it, 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 it bothers me. It bothers me. 
and you have just complete ignorance. How can you even say something like this? Worse than slavery? What? Maxine, I'm sorry. It, you, you really think if, if we could pull slaves back from, from the dead and we just asked them, excuse me, if, if we just took them down to the border where, where they saw that and be like, excuse me, what you're seeing here, is this worse than what you experienced? They would kill over in laughter. They'd be like, are you kidding me? That's, they're not even, they're, they're not being bothered. They're, they're being helped by these. They wouldn't understand the circumstances. They wouldn't understand the border. They wouldn't understand where they are. They wouldn't understand the technology, the clothes, the, the cell phones, cameras. They wouldn't understand any of that. But if you took a picture and you just, you just showed them the interaction between the, the, the border patrol and, and those who are helping down there and the Haitians and you ask them, is this worse than what you went through and what your family went through? They would say, there, nothing is happening to these people. And they would show off, look at the whips on, look at, look at the, look at the scars on my back. Look at the brand on, on my arm. Look at what they did to my face. The thing they, and they would start sharing stories. This is just stupid. This is just completely and totally stupid. That's just that, that there's ignorance and then there's just ignorance that should be illegal. And that right there should be illegal to say something that stupid. If I were a reporter, I'd be like, I'm sorry, um, uh, Representative Waters. Did you say what what we're seeing here is worse than slavery? I just I just want to make sure that I heard that. Unbelievable, unbelievable. That's one race baiter. Another race baiter. Joy Reid. Joy Reid. So wonderful. Oh my God! Just. The disappearance and death of Florida woman Gabby Petito has been dubbed. The disappearance and death of Florida woman Gabby Petito has been dubbed as the quote missing white woman syndrome by television host Joy Reid, who questioned the lack of similar attention involving people of color. Let me let me just let me just say this. Let me let me let me be very, very clear. Why does it bother? Let me, let me slow down. What does race have to do with this? Really, I'm curious. What does race have to do with a white woman missing? So what? She, the woman happens to be white. And? It's just, it's completely and totally disgusting how she just brought race into it. There's no reason to even bring it up. You know, it, it, it's too, yes, obviously, it's too white people, but what, what difference does it make? Oh, well, it's, it's it, missing white woman syndrome. Race baiters. Her, 
Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Sean King, just, just horrific people. During a segment on her show, The Read Out, Reed said, uh, while Petito's family deserved, quote, answers and justice, end quote, she felt the same media attention didn't apply to non-white people when they go missing. Quote, it goes without saying that no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain. I agree with this statement, Joy. And the Petito family certainly deserves answers and justice. I, I, I agree. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering. Why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Quote, well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome. The term coined by the late and great Gwen Ifill to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. MSNBC has extensively covered the case in its website Monday morning prominently, featured an opinion piece on the missing woman. Reed spent the remainder of the segment discussing multiple instances of missing black and Native American individuals she claimed to have never heard about in the same way as the Petito case. Now, let me let me say this. I think one reason that there was a lot of attention on the Gabby Petito case is because there's not a lot going on in the news right now that the media wants to cover. They the left-wing media wants to cover. They can't talk about the border because the border sucks. They can't talk about Joe Biden because Joe Biden is hardly alive. They can't talk about Afghanistan because that's a disaster and that's bringing up more of Joe Biden's failures. Okay, you can't talk about the economy. The only thing that they can talk about right now is COVID. So, you had Gabby Petito go, going missing and it's like, okay, well, we know where, we, we, we have the video and, uh, uh, he came back and two people went on the, 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 the journey and, and one returned, and the one who came back isn't talking. She also cited statistics from, from the Black and Missing Foundation that suggested the disparity in media coverage between missing white women and non-white women was attributed to missing minorities, often being classified as runaways, minority adults being labeled as associated with crime, and that minorities are dismissed because it's believed they live most of their lives with poverty and crime as a regular part of their lives. Reed ended the segment by suggesting that missing women of color weren't noticed as much because they didn't look like the daughters or granddaughters of newsroom executives, alluding to one of her guests' earlier claims that on the show that stories on missing non-white women weren't sensational enough for the white middle-aged males leading newsrooms. Folks, I don't know about you, but I, I I believe most of America is we all we all agree we're tired of talking about race. We're tired of it. Morgan Freeman said it best. He was talking to Mike Wallace. I believe that's his name, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace asked him, "How do we how do we beat racism?" Mike Morgan Freeman cut him off and said, "Stop talking about it." I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. I'll stop referring to you as a white man when you stop referring to me as a black man. 
Obviously, we see color. That's a natural thing. No one denies that. You see a you see a black person. You you notice that they are black. You you see we notice different skin complexions. We notice ethnicity. We do see that. We do see race. But when we keep talking about it in areas that it doesn't matter. I don't care if Gabby Petito was black, white, yellow, green, orange, blue. It doesn't matter. But race spaders, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. People who look for things, people who look for problems, find problems. People who look for solutions, find solutions. People like race baiting Joy Reid, Al Sharpton, Benjamin Crump, these idiots. They look for racism in every single thing. And what do they do? Oh my God, oh my God, something happens. Racism. Steven Crowder has a good, has a, has a good quote that I, that I've never, I never heard it before, but it makes sense. He says, when your only tool is a hammer, you see every problem as a nail and you just pound away at it. Does racism exist? Yes. Is it a major problem in society? No, it's not. It is not. Interracial marriage, that's going up. People living in, people having friends of different races, that's going up. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how some people are just so, people, the left says that the right is obsessed with race. No, we're not. The left is the one who always talks about, oh, racial equity, which, what does that mean? What does racial equity mean? Please explain that to me. Racial equity. Oh, oh, it's, it's, well, 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 here's another thing black people are behind in. Oh my God. And, and it shows that, well, this person's white and this person's black. And when you constantly talk about race and when you look for race and everything, you are the racist. You are the one who think, who classifies people and wants them separated by race. You say, no, it's us over here. It's you over there. It's the blacks against the whites. These are the ones. And they say, well, it's Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not it. These people use, they talk about, they talk about black, black lives matter, you know, racial, they, they make, they make terms up. They talk about, they talk more about that stuff than Trump ever did. Ever did. What the right mostly cares about is values. Like, do, do we have the same values? Ultimately, and let, let's be clear, do people prefer uh, hanging on those of their own race? Yes, that, that's been proven. That is true. There is an in-group bias. Does that mean people are racist? I say no. Just because you have a preference of being around someone doesn't mean that you think others are, are, are lesser. There's just, there's just, you prefer to be with a certain group of people, which does mean, well, I prefer being with this group over this group. 
So there is ranking, but you don't think that, that others are worse than you. Oh, they're, they're different than me, so they're, they're, they're worse. I'm, I'm a black person, and I, I mostly hang out with black, so, you know, th- th- those, uh, those white people, they kind of lack melanin. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really want to hang out with them. It's completely and totally absurd how the left is obsessed with race. They inject it into things that don't, they have nothing to do with it. They have, it has nothing to, you would think, you would think that there are certain things that the country could unify on. For example, a, wo- a woman who's gone missing. Hmm. How about we find her? Let's, and here's my thing. When I first heard the story, I, I read the story and I'm like, oh, she's dead. Cause I just knew, I was like, well, some time has passed. The boyfriend's back. He's not talking. He killed her. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking that's going through my mind. And I'm looking like, man, hopefully, for the sake of the family, there can be some closure and justice can come about. I never looked at it as like, oh my God, a white woman. Oh my God, we, we need to drop everything and focus in on her because she's white. I just said, hey, hopefully we can, hopefully, you know, we can, she can be found, her body can be found so there can be some closure for the family so that way justice can be carried out. If he, if, if he did it, which I believe he did because he's running at the moment of me recording this, he's running. He, no one knows where he is. He's running. He's hiding. So I believe he did it. And most people believe he did it. But this idea that, that, that it's, it, it's about race. It's about, it's about race. Missing white woman syndrome. They are the ones who think about race all the time. And here's the thing. Because they obsess with race, they think everyone else is indeed racist. That's how you get the Ibram X. Kendis. That's how you get the Robin DiAngelos. All the, it's, it's race, 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 race. How about, how about you see people as individuals? How about that? There's black people I know that I get along with. There's black people, there's black people that I know that I don't get along with. There's white people that I know that I get along with. There's white people that I know that I don't get along with. Same with Hispanics. Same with Asians. It doesn't matter. How about we look at the individual? This, this, this is what, this is what Dr. King was talking about. And the left has completely turned their back on him. Oh, we just, we, 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 we should look at race. Well, you, you, well, 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 white people, you're on top and, and, and you're, you're oppressive and, and you need to apologize for your whiteness. And if, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're brown or if you're black or, or if you're, you know, you're something else, you're, 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 you're from the Middle East or whatever, you're oppressed. Dr. King said, Hey, it'd be nice if my kids could grow up in a world where they aren't judged based off how they look. They're not judged based off the amount of melanin in their skin. They're not judged based off their shade. I would like them to be judged on their actions, on their character, on who they are and what they do. 
missing white woman syndrome. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I, I, I just, I, race baiting. It irritates me so much. And here, here's my problem. Here's my problem. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Sean King, they make their livings based off race baiting. They have no skills. They have no talent. They have no wisdom. They have no intelligence. And so they just say, oh, it's, it's race. It's race. Race, race, race. That's, it's their favorite word. It's their favorite word. Racial injustice. Black lives matter. Racial equity. These people are obsessed with race. They love to talk about it. That's all they think about. That's all they want to talk about because it keeps them relevant. It keeps them in the news. Contemptible stuff. Completely and totally contemptible. Let's look at people as individuals. Yes, I'm black. But there's a lot more to me than, than what I look like. Yes, you may be Hispanic. Yes, you may be white. Yes, you may be Asian. Who cares? You, there, there, there's a person inside. There's, there's an individual with individual stories, with individual experiences, with individual thoughts, with individual convictions. How about I get to know you for you and not based off of your, you know, amount of melanin in your skin and what you look like. That would be nice. That would be nice.